when I say this next part, people aren't going to believe it, that you bought Yankee Stadium? I bought the old Yankee Stadium. I was just finally doing my deal with the Yankees, Yankee Steiner, and I went to the Yankees at the tail, and I said, look, if you ever build a new stadium, I want to be able to buy this old stadium and sell it off. And I said, you know, look, it's not going to be in a contract, but we promise you. So when I said I bought Yankee Stadium, I, I did buy the old stadium back because the city owned it with the Yankees. I partnered with them. What better company to partner with the Yankees? But what was important was that I was able to talk the Yankees into selling this thing off in a very unique, different way. A lot of times when you see stadiums getting uh, either knocked down or getting renovated, you know, the, the team just want to get done with the old stadiums to get on with the new one. But if you have history there, you need to show that stadium before you take it down. You need It's like a funeral. You need to show it class. You need to show it respect. Because a lot of people invested a lot of time in those memories and moments. And if you don't show it that, what are you saying to the fan? So what was nice is that the Yankees really got alongside them because they know how important fans are. So rather than just selling the most expensive parts of the stadium, we broke into 100,000 pieces. The Yankees helped me with a two-year marketing plan. And I think Yankee fans, I, I really feel they're extremely grateful because that stadium meant a lot to us. We were selling bricks. I sold well over a couple million dollars of grass. Um, we sold the outfield wall. We sold the foul pole, the freeze up in the top. We cut it up, melted it down. The carpet in the locker rooms, we turned it to doormats and car mats. There's nothing that I didn't touch. And uh, I, I love it that it's sprinkled all over this country because that stadium, that stadium was like one of a kind. You've worked with so many people, Derek Jeter, Eli Manning, Carmelo Anthony, Bill Walton. I can go on and on and on with the people that you've worked with. What have you learned yourself personally about leadership and teamwork? Well, you know, once you meet a player, but then I'm like, how the hell did you get to be, how did you get to become who you are? So I was smart enough not to get too caught up in the hype and realize that the good Lord brought me to connect with these people. And I, and I think anytime you meet somebody who's really talented and great at what they do, I believe that people are positioned on this planet and, they, and you are positioned to meet them. The world's a classroom. Everyone's a teacher, man. Listen, my, my thing on leadership, which comes from a combination of a bunch of different athletes, is one, fix what's broken. You, you want to get credibility as a leader, whether it be in your area or community, your job, find out what's broken, fix it. You want to take what you're really doing well as a leader, figure out how to do it better. And then as a leader, make sure the people around you are safe. It's one of my really valuable lessons from Joe Torrey. And then the last thing is that I really learned from Derek Jeter and Mariana particularly, there's no such thing as a big game. If you're going today, I got a big meeting. What are you saying about all the other meetings? And I'll tell you a quick story. I was sitting in spring training in Tampa, and I was doing something with Mariano after the game. And then the fourth thing, sure enough, who comes down sits next to me, Mariano Vera. Now, I'm not going to lie. I mean, it was pretty cool. It was a little early in my career. But I say, listen, I thought you were pitching today. He goes, I just pitched the last inning. I said, I didn't see it. He goes, well, I go, it's no big deal. He goes, no big deal. That was one, two, three. I threw eight pitches. I got three guys out in a row. I said, yeah, but it's a spring training. He goes, no. When I get on the mound, whether it's March, April, June, game seven, ninth inning, I never alter it. I just pitched the same way I would pitch in the World Series game seven. Every time I go on that mound, it's the same mindset. There's no such thing as a big game. I'm prepared on the highest level every time. Do you treat every call, every customer with the same level of intensity and focus? Or do you predetermine and examine and alter depending on how big you think it is? Because I'll tell you, you come in my office any day of the week here at Collectible Exchange, and you will not see a variable on my performance and my attitude, whether you're spending a dollar or a million. 
doing this interview with you now would be the same as if I did 60 Minutes. If I did any level of media, I would give you the same level of focus and love and attention. Every pod is a big pod. Every interview is a big interview. Every player is the most important. I treat them all the same. 